0: Welcome to the Hybridian Tales, Chapter One, A Noble Duty, Episode Two. I'm Eric, I'm the Dungeon Master.
1: I'm William, I'm going to be playing Luther Cross.
2: I'm Paul, I'll be
3: playing Leon Lighthammer. I'm Chris, I'll be playing Chris Dare Silvermoon. Caitlin, I'll be playing Lila Stormbreaker. My name
0: is Bailey, and I'll be playing Prior Peacemaker. Today we'll be introducing...
4: I'm Keegan, and I am going to be playing a very old, interesting wizard.
0: (laughs) Very, very fun. Alrighty, so last time we left off, we left off with the Wandering Reapers having left Salash, headed towards Piscoli, and they had just discovered a stowaway in the form of Lila. Now they've traveled overnight, they stopped for the for the morning and are now finished up with resting. so it's the next it's the next evening because they're traveling by night. so the
3: next evening they end up waking up. and what do you guys do? Now are we actually waiting till full evening because we got the cover that we can travel by day?
5: You guys needed to sleep.
3: If you choose to
0: to go through the morning, you'll be able to reset on a night. But at the moment, it would be smarter to do it. Now, if you want to back up and say you traveled all the way overnight and you're going to start doing the rest overnight, you can. But at some point, you guys are going to have to push through one of your two seasons, one of your two sessions, night or day. <laughs> so, but you guys left in the evening time and wanted to get as much forward progression as you could because time was of the essence.
1: Okay, so we're sleeping during the day, we wake up in the evening and we find our little uh, uh, addition to the party.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, this person, Delilah, has not yet met
3: Chris or Luther, formally. And uh, where did we find her? In... He was in... The boulette carcass. She's
1: in the carcass. Yes, she is in hey, the rib cage of meat. <laughs> it's a corpse night woman after my own heart, but all right. <laughs> I'm just going to be staring down at this person that's inside of a corpse. I'm not really going to sound. I'm just like, I'm just giving him like a death stare. <laughs>
3: Probably didn't stay
1: in a
6: corpse the entire time, because <laughs> didn't the prior um help me out? Yeah.
7: Yes, Pryor definitely pulled Lila out of the corpse.
6: Cause yeah, I went to give him a handshake, and then I just used him as leverage to get out
1: of the carcass. So. Yeah, yeah but that was so last night. Yeah. Uh, Eric, what is the smell like around this person that has been <laughs> well sleeping this- among corpses?
0: This wasn't. A
1: cor a rotting
0: corpse. This was the meat that um is okay. Sprinkle got from the goblins rations. Goblet. So <laughs> it's actual edible food. Like this is salted meat still on the ribs.
1: They slept on.
3: <laughs> she slept on <laughs> our
5: rations inside you inside of food. Yes, inside the ration. inside my ration. Thank you, good sir. All right, well, then you
1: take it from here, because I'm not not dealing with this. This, I'm still
5: flabbergasted that I woke
2: up with somebody inside of my meat. (laughs) Chris Stare at this point finally realizes there's a goblin amongst
3: the party, and just a little bit of a grimace. Who invited the goblin? Good, sir. Nobody invited this little... flower she decided to invite
5: herself, fall asleep after taking a bite of my delicious boulette
3: carcass and decided to wake up when you hit the last dune. Lila just walks up to Christa and has no idea that he's you know
6: trying to look threatening. Just just like Hi, hey, how's it going? My name's Lila Stormbreaker. Nice to meet you. And she just, like, thrusts her hand out. This is
3: what landwalkers do, yes? To try to shake his hand. Christair is going to turn away from the goblin without having shook
2: the hand. And Christa is going to turn to
3: taking care of the lizards before we leave for the next leg of the journey. I'll step in and shake her hand. Hey. What's your name? Luther. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you as well, I think. Does he need help with the lizards? Just kind of looking at him like, why?
6: Why? I
1: think he's got it. Doesn't really seem to like goblins, so
3: I just avoid him. So, are you like a, a stowaway? Like, what do you, what do you want? A journey,
6: and I didn't realize this skiff was, you know, going anywhere. I just, I don't know. I kind of got a little carried away.
1: So, you crawled into a skiff that had, you know, traveling uh, supplies eyes on it and you didn't think it was going to go anywhere? Or oh. were you in the skiff before we started loading it up?
6: So where are you guys going anyway?
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> really
3: avoiding the question.
5: The bullet carcass I put on there at the very end. So she would have had to snuck on when I came to get you guys. Yeah, so she's definitely a stowaway. Knew it was going to leave. Okay.
3: Um, well, we're part of a mercenary group, little lady, and, uh, I mean, if
1: you're here and you want to tag along, Cristeria usually deals with this, but, you know, you gotta put in some legwork, but otherwise, I don't think I care if you come along.
5: So we're just going to invite a random on our quest for Lord Rakesh?
1: I mean, do you want me to stab her? I can stab her real quick. We can get this over with quick.
6: (sighs) Wind suddenly starts picking up just a little bit.
5: (laughs) I would really rather not have to do a fight. I mean, that's
1: what I thought. That's why I'm just like, either we, we kick her out, we can put her to work, one or the other. She's sneaky enough that we didn't notice until morning that she was here. That's somewhat useful for something, probably. Again, Chris Chris Dare usually does this, but
5: he apparently doesn't want to talk to her, so... I mean, no offense to our lovely band of merry men, but I don't believe we're all too perceptive.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. That's that's probably where she could be helpful, I guess. Also, Mary is a little bit of a
3: stretch, man. He obviously gives you the side eye out of his slits for
5: eyes. Pure sarcasm. In the
3: utmost depths of sarcasm hell.
6: This way, gentlemen. I can make myself useful. I I do good work. I did good work on the ship, you know. I'm from a good family. I, I work hard and I don't take up much space. I don't hardly eat much, just when I get hungry, I get a little absent-minded is all, but I'll work on that, and, and, you know, um, uh, I mean, where are you going? I might, I might have some, something that I can do that might be, you should just, like, start, like, stuttering,
1: like, I can be helpful, like, I'll cut her off, and I'll holler over, uh, I'll holler over, and, uh, hey, Silvermoon, this little one wants to join us. It's up to you. You run the stuff.
2: Does she know the way to the destination?
3: Do
1: you know the way to uh, <laughs> Pascoli?
3: I mean, I
6: know caravan markers. Um, I mean, is Pascoli really where you're headed? What's your job?
1: I mean, we're headed to Pascoli. We're working a job for Lord Rakesh. At least until I get to know you better. That's about all I'm going to tell you. If you wanna if you wanna join up and you know do some work, more than welcome to. And as we get to know you, we'll probably go a bit better, but for right now I'm not giving you much information on what we're out here for.
6: Fair enough. Well I know a lot of languages, or at least I can comprehend them with the various degree of accuracy. So once we get to Piscoli, you know, if you're looking for information, I can understand it. You
3: know, uh, I can be handy in a typed spot.
1: Says she can be handy, Silvermoon. I say can't hurt anything to bring her along, at least for now. Gets in the way, we just kick her out.
7: I don't see any issue as long as she
2: pulls her weight. At this point, Chris Tare will shout, Something goes wrong. It's on you, Pryor.
7: It is, in fact, on Luther's
2: name. And that's Chris Dare's way of agreeing for the goblin to join.
1: <laughs> I could hear the air quotes in that one. Whew.
3: I'll agree for her while ride as she doesn't keep eating my meat. I had to work hard to earn that. Sorry about that. I I should have been more considerate. Duly
6: noted, and I won't touch your your supplies anymore. I have my own.
5: As he
3: does the snake tongue
5: hiss thing. <laughs>
3: I'll,
1: uh, I'll go ahead and start, like, picking up my bedroll and, you know, putting that all back in my pack while we're getting ready to get back on the road.
7: Pryor will go ahead and take the reins to relieve Cristair.
1: After a couple hours of riding,
0: um, let's see. Real quick, Keegan, does Zeno actually ride a horse? Does he ride a riding lizard? Is he just in a caravan? How would he have gotten towards...
3: From where he was, towards See, Does he ride his own horse, or...? Although at this point he doesn't have the
4: spells on my current list, in the list that will grow, it would be through means of teleportation. So, I would
3: guess through teleportation scrolls to get as close and then walking. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. So you guys, so you're actually walking up towards
0: Salash from, you knew of an inn that's along the
3: road. It was about a 60-40 split between Piscoli and Salash. But
0: this inn is a, is a rough place. So you got in, you didn't even stay the night, you left, and now you're meeting up with them a day or so after, probably two days. So it's still going to take another two days for you to get back to that inn, because they gotta head that way. Or that's the way they think they gotta go. So what you guys see, um,
3: you guys see a figure walking towards you in the dark. Uh so I'll go ahead so I'm on hor I'm on my uh corpse steed next to
1: kind of kind of on the side of the skiff, left or right, um either one. And I'll have uh my light crossbow out and you know, just not pointing it yet or anything, but having it at the ready. Okay. As we start to move forward, I guess, towards this person.
2: Christeir is gonna have a uh, throwing knife ready and in in his hand.
0: Lila, roll a uh, perception check for me, please.
3: To a nineteen. You can identify who it is through the darkness, Uncle Zedo. Zed. Zeno, is that you? Hello, Miss Stormbreaker. You've gotten off again. Oh, balls. It's okay. I know you like to have fun. I just have to make sure you're safe. As safe as I always am. (laughs) You're safer with me.
4: You've made an awful... Awful mess of yourself again, love. And uh, z- your uncle Zeno is going to put both of his hands on his sh- on your shoulders, and just press to digitize you
3: clean. Uh, you know I hate seeing you that dirty. I mean, those. Yeah, I know. Been traveling light a little bit, but you know. Just what to do? <laughs> Just going for a walk about for a bit is all. I'll
6: I'll get back to the ship eventually. You know, I'd always find my way back.
2: We do always find our way.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt the conversation at this point and, and look at Lila. You want to introduce your friend to us, please?
3: I suppose he can do that himself. He's he's a friend of my family. Uh, I. Uncle Zeno. I've
1: still got the crossbow ready. Not not pointed at you, but it's definitely there. It's noticeable.
2: The knife is still pointed at him specifically because
3: one goblin is enough.
0: As he's getting closer, you're actually going to be able to see what he looks like. Keegan, go ahead and describe Uncle Zeno.
4: So, kind of before you even see Uncle Zeno, you see a very large black Maine Coon with a white beard, just start rubbing up against Miss Stormbreaker. And accompanied by this cat is a pale, short, slender elf. Uh, he's wearing very simple, common clothing. Uh, his name's Lovedos Regna. He's known to Miss Stormbreaker, and only Miss Stormbreaker, as Uncle Xeno. And many variations thereof. (laughs) Uh, He has these beautiful green eyes and shoulder-length straight black hair. Uh, He does look like a rather old man being 2,000 years old. And because of historical reasons, he spent a long time with the Stormbreaker family, which is how he knows Layla, and a human family that we may someday meet.
1: As you get a little bit closer and I see you're an elf, I'm just going to groan like, Ugh, not more elves. God damn it.
3: Look, Christair, they aren't even a goblin. And Christair will drop
7: the knife. Pyro will turn to the Xeno person and ask, Well, what brings you to the desert?
4: Uh, I'm sorry. I should have introduced myself to you before I started talking to my lovely niece. Uh, my name is Love Doss. Um. I'm here to make sure she's okay.
3: Your niece? Y'all are perfectly related. Fine. What was that, love? I'm perfectly fine, I and I'll know. make my way back eventually. I know, but didn't need to come looking for me. You had a what? Thank you. Bye bye.
4: Okay. Um, I'm going to join you. This is going to be a lot of fun for both of us. It's been a long time since I've gone out with one of you stormbreakers like this. Um, But I'm so sorry. My niece is wonderful. Uh, We're not technically related. Um, Her family did something big for me way back in the day, and we've been friends since.
1: So you're just going to join us? We're getting another person?
4: I am going where she's going.
1: I'm going to look over this look in my eyes. It's, it's basically just, can I just shoot them, please? You've seen this in
7: my eyes. I just really want to shoot them.
2: Pristair is going to look to Pryor to see if
7: Pryor has a reaction. Pryor will shake his head and kind of just say, no, we've been through this. You can't just shoot people you don't like.
6: How about this, fellas? I can pay for our ride to Piscoli. And then you just drop us off in the city and we'll leave you be. If you don't want us to help you with whatever it is you're doing, that's fine. But we're obviously in the middle of the desert already. And name your price. I can probably pay it.
3: And ride us rain.
1: Oh, that look has changed. I went from wanting to shoot them to like, hey, some money. See? Now we get
7: paid because you didn't shoot them.
6: Oh, I mean, you know, if we can't work for our passage, we can pay for our passage. It's not like we're heathens.
3: No.
2: Chrystair kind of mumbles to himself, big to differ on that. <laughs> and then turns to the other elf, uh, Lovedas. <laughs> You're responsible
3: for her. And if she gets in the way, we will remove both of you. If you harm her, you'll be the one removed. I mean, we'll just kick you out. We're not going
1: to murder you. We're not oh, that's we're deep. not that messed up. Come on now. Especially if you're paying customers. I got no problem with it. The crossbow's slowly going away. I'm, I'm stealthily checking my uh, coin purse to make sure she didn't steal from me. You had your weapons out.
7: I could only assume it was murder. Well, not everyone had their weapon out. Well, you didn't have a weapon out, but you did. (laughs) Um, By the way, I'm sitting on an
1: undead horse. It's clearly undead. It is skeleton, and it's pretty pretty out there, so yeah. Just want to make sure you've noticed that at this point, if not. Yeah, and um, you didn't sleep in that meat, did you? Hey, this is perfectly crafted armor. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and as I pointed out, you can clearly see that the armor and stuff is made of meat and bone and metal. That looks like a chicken.
4: Your horse is really confusing the more I look at it. I need to stop looking at it.
6: It's kind of nifty.
4: It
1: is kind of I mean,
6: nifty. <laughs> it, you know, why waste things, right? You know. Everything can be repurposed, apparently.
1: I'm gonna whisper to Chris there.
3: I'm gonna kill the old one. hundred. Yeah, but that looks almost. That doesn't look like a horse foot. So, anyway, maybe- I hate
5: to interject in this lovely conversation, but we oh. really do have a time frame. That's true. <laughs> yeah, get on the skiff, please. Someone of great value may or may not be in danger for their lives so we can talk about this on the way
4: and while climbing up um, Love Doss is going to say I completely understand somebody of great value
7: was possibly in danger to me and that is why I'm here Uh, while we're talking Pryor will go ahead and get the skiff running definitely murdering him I I say
1: that in a whisper to Chris Dare again definitely definitely murdering
6: him so somebody's in danger in Piscoli I mean, Piscoey's not all that ragtag. I mean, I suppose it can be on a bad days. What but... I can
5: tell you is we are on a mission from Lord Rakesh to find somebody of great value to him.
3: They have been missing, and we are on the way to try and find them. And you know that they went missing in the city or just went missing? Went missing. But that was their destination. Oh. So, like... This could be interesting. Not in a good way. She kind of gets a little bit more serious
6: at
5: this point. Hence why I say I am down for talking about this on the way. But we do need to keep moving. Especially since we can only really travel at night. It's dangerous to do so during the day. Heat is murder. Especially
3: on my scales. I'm going to assume after uh, after everybody's on the skiff, we start moving forward again for sure. So if she went missing, like, she could be missing, like, anywhere along this route. And if you have no idea if she actually made it to the city... The only way to find out is to check the city. Yeah, it's part of
1: our
5: job.
6: Uh, to make it to the city and then you're gonna backtrack.
5: If, if you have to
3: backtrack. To. If necessary, yep. yes. That's one way to go about it, course. Let's do it do it. <laughs> if you'd be so kind to get these lizards moving.
7: Pyra will turn to Christaire and kinda of smile and he'll just say, Watch this. And then he purposely will bounce the skiff off a sand dune and afterwards say, by the way, we've been moving for a while now. You didn't even talk
1: to Pryor yourself. You're just like, tell him to get going.
5: <laughs> I was wondering if somebody would catch on to that.
1: That's, that's kind of how we've been doing things, because Christair does not want to talk to this goblin, so it, it's kind of this telephone game of back and forth. <laughs> I'm only speaking to you now, okay? <laughs> Can't wait to take your bones, bro. I'm going to make some sweet <laughs> armor out of it.
3: Yeah. Old bones, old bones. What you gonna do?
0: What you gonna do when he comes for you? Old bones, old bones. So after a couple more hours of you guys driving down this desert road marked by caravan route posts, you guys see coming up the road four figures riding, riding lizards three of which are donned in heavy, dark, black, scale-male-styled armor. And the fourth is a Nagani female in dark black robes that has a scaly-like texture to it.
1: You want to explain a little bit better what a a Nagani is for people?
0: Nagani are any of the reptilians in the world right now, but any reptile-type race.
1: Okay, so snake people and and like lizard, like kind of like dragon folk looking, anything Mm -hmm. like that falls under Nagani.
0: Not dragon folk, but anything that looks reptilian, but not draconic. Gotcha. Their scales exist, but they are not dense. So they come
1: up on you. Oh, I'm readying readying my crossbow for this one. This one
3: looks way different. (laughs) Like, I'm prepared for whatever is going on here. So they get off of their lizards, they come up alongside you. Before they get up on us, I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to yell at them like, whoa, don't, don't even begin to come over here. State your business first. I'm going to aim a crossbow directly at them. If they're just going to keep coming at us and try and like, surround us, that's not happening. I will take a shot before anything. If they keep trying to come at, at us without saying a word. They, they've fanned out,
0: and now they're starting around. As they're starting around, the female in the scale cloak actually says, State your business.
1: I mean, I just yelled state your business at her, and now their people are surrounding us? You are not of us. State They're just traveling to the city.
0: Turn
3: around. Salash is closer. Pryor will grasp his weapon.
2: I don't think we will. Guiding Bolt ready in one hand.
1: I'm going to take a shot at the leader because they're still trying to surround us, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a shot at the leader with the crossbow, the light crossbow. Okay. It's probably not a good idea from where these dudes are kitted out, but if they're just going to continue to encircle us and shit like that, like, I might as well try and start this out. Does is that work for everybody? Like, out of character? Is it okay if I take this shot or does somebody else want to take it? Chris? Shoot your Chris shot. <clears throat> All right. Take
2: the shot. My shot's going to follow right after.
1: I rolled a 21 to hit. Hit. Alright. That's going to be uh, 4 damage. And while you're doing that, like my free action, or I'm going to drop the crossbow and I'm going to reach for my axe, which is on my back. Okay. I'll count it as a free. Okay. Pull out the uh, battle axe as my bonus action then. Does that sound good? That works for me. Time for me to figure out how
3: I do mounted horse combat. So next, my guiding bolt goes off. Okay. I'm going to call that a 21. Who are you hitting?
0: The closest guy, or are you hitting for the leader? I'm
2: going to go for the closest. Okay. So the closest one is number three. On a hit, 5d6 radiant damage. On the next attack roll made against this target before the end of my next turn, advantage is given.
0: Okay. So, you're attacking Black Knight Commander 3? Yes. Alright, you said you got a 21 to hit? Correct. Alright, good deal. So, go ahead and do your damage.
3: We're going to call that an 18.
2: Okie dokie. And the next person to hit 3 has advantage.
0: All right. Fabulous. All right, everybody, let's go ahead and roll initiatives.
1: I was going to say, I, I, is this like a surprise round or <laughs> you just answered that for me? Oof, I got an eight on my initiative.
3: It's a
2: 14.
1: Love Doss also has a 14. Uh,
4: meanwhile, my yet to be named companion cat has a four.
2: What's your decks? Love Love Doss.
3: Uh, 15.
2: You're higher than me. You would go first.
3: Caitlin. 12.
0: So, the only one I don't have is I don't have anything for Bailey. Bailey, what are you going to do for initiative?
7: Um, can I actually kind of, like, forego combat? To, uh, I kind of want to spend my time keeping the skiff safe. Oh, that makes good sense. Go. You can go ahead and do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put you at the end of the
0: initiative order then. Okay, yeah that that's totally fine with me. What is the maximum distance between any two of them? By the time they've got you fully surrounded, forty feet.
4: Okay, so like furthest to furthest enemies are forty feet across. No, you, you haven't fully flanked yet.
1: Yeah, I would argue they haven't fully flanked yet because that's when I, t- me and, uh, me and Chris Dare took our took our actions as before that because I did not want that right away. I'm
4: kind of imagining spread out, but on a, like, 45 degree out in front of us. Nobody's necessarily out of line of sight, but...
1: So probably, like, 20 feet from each other or so? At least for right now? Correct. Please? Please? (laughs) Please, Daddy, no.
0: Every 20 feet, you've got someone. And then the cult leader is technically a good 40 feet behind them.
1: Great, because that bitch is getting run over.
0: So it goes three, one, Love Dust, Chris Stare, number two, then Lila, then Sprinkle, Willie, the maincoon coon, cult leader, repeat. All right, so number three goes ahead and he takes his turn. He is going to take a couple steps forward and take his lance that he has and shove it in front of the cart so it cannot move forward.
1: How far away are these guys from the cart, other than this dude, the rest of them? Are they, like, within 20 feet, or what? Other than, uh, you already mentioned the leader, so. If they
0: take 20 feet of their movement, they're at the cart. Okay. With the exception of number one, who is 20 feet away from you.
1: Number one's 20 feet away from me.
0: One was headed to you. Two was headed in front of the riding lizards. Three was headed to the right side of the skiff. And then the cult leaders
3: in the back. Number one walks up to your reins and just grabs your horse's reins. Not
0: can, not away from you. He just kind of like walks up and just grabs right at the
1: right behind the head. Oh, okay. And says we need you to get down. It doesn't have reins. I don't I don't really hold on to reins on it but I understand he's got a hold of something in like telling me to get off the horse.
0: Yeah, he, even if it's like the jawbone, right? He's grabbing it in some capacity on a boner or something and saying we need you to get down.
1: He can grab the undead steed all he wants, but yeah, I got you.
0: And through half meat and just grabs
4: the jaw.
1: I'm still charging. He's just <laughs> he grabbed it from the side from what Eric said, so I can still charge right past him. He'll hit the war horse, but that's on him. Then after that, we need Love Doss. Is
4: there a point still where they are all within 20 feet of?
0: Yeah, they're all within 20 feet of number two. Awesome. Which is within 20 feet of you and your allies.
4: I guess because I'm still sitting in the cart, the only one who could see this is Miss Stormbreaker, and she sees, like, some flower petals and a little bit of sand getting crushed into my hand. And then, looking over my shoulder, I just go, Phew! and blow the sand, casting Sleep at third level.
1: That's fucking beautiful. Fabulous.
4: Uh, so the first us. Uh, Starting with, let's see, it starts with the lowest hit-pointed creature. uh, 44 hit points it can go through, and they just
0: fall asleep. The lowest one does not have under 44 hit points.
4: Okay, well, they're asleep. Nobody else is asleep. And uh, Love Doss is going to say, just leave him be. And then stand up and kind of get out of the wagon.
0: Okay, so you put number three to sleep. Yes. Okay, how long was that? A minute? Uh, Let's see. Duration, a minute, or somebody wakes him up in any way. All right, I'm going to start the counter at ten, because that's ten rounds. All right, so after your turn goes to Chris
3: Dare...
2: After the guiding bolt will have pulled out his short sword. And so three is the one that now is asleep. That was the one closest to me. What is now the closest? What are we looking at? Are they starting to flank yet? Are they still kind of where they were from last time? The only ones who have moved are three and one, and they moved up in the flank. Okay. One is going for Luther's steed right yep number one is going for luther steed we're gonna drop moonbeam it's a five foot radius 40 foot high cylinder when it enters the spells area it takes a con saving throw when the turn starts and it's there it's a con saving throw and i can move it once per turn so moonbeam is up time to make a con saving throw, you have to beat a 15. 17. Righty then. So, 2d10 radiant damage, 7. So call that 4 radiant damage. And that is the half of 8. Beautiful.
1: I have to imagine radiant damage messes with some dudes in black and red armor.
2: Well, so these aren't shape changers, right? No. Okay, cool. So I can say, if it's a shape-changer, it gets a disadvantage.
1: Just random, just in case you hadn't thought about it. They're shape- not in shape-changer, right? No. Number two not transforms enough. back into his true form, a Tarask.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so next up is number two's turn. He is going to take his lance, and he's actually going to attack your riding lizards
1: scumbag who attacks a riding lizard fucking monsters are these he hits nine damage
0: alright they still have some health left so you're good to go he says get out of the cart you're coming with us
3: I I am out of the cart alright now Lila it's your turn Well, I had something planned in my head a
6: second ago and then he went and attacked a lizard so now I'm like oh Shit tits. Shit <laughs> um, tits. That's
3: horrible.
6: <laughs> well, fuck it. It just changes her target then, I I suppose. Um, so uh, she stares at it. was number two that attacked the Riding Lizard buddies. Correct. So uh, she starts in a sing-songy fashion, starts singing, you know, three blind mice, three blind mice, and she casts Blind At number two. So he, I think, has to do a constitution save?
3: And what's the save DC on that? Thirteen. And you hear the cat, as you're singing Three Blind Mice, just kind of perk up in the cart and go, Oh, and um, as a bonus action after she casts it. uh, Nimble escapes, so she she hides back in the cart. Okay. Did Did succeed or? Yeah, it succeeded. He's he's
0: blinded.
6: Yay!
1: And at the minute,
6: uh, the one that stabbed her fucking rising Oh, litter fuzzy.
1: Really hoping somebody blinded three.
6: That was my plan, but, you know, we can't let the, the, the lizards down. I mean, which one's asleep and which one stabbed the things?
0: Three's asleep, two stabbed your riding lizard. So one
1: is the one that grabbed me?
0: One is the one that's right there in okay. one-on-one combat
1: All right. with you. M- My bad, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> you wanted um, one. Who's on yeah. first? There's
6: on first, what's on second? Um, yeah. Initially, I was totally gonna blind number one, but then the smeg head went after the riding lizards and
3: ah. lizard over dead horse. Sorry. All right,
5: sprinkle. I'm gonna take my heavy crossbow and aim at the one that attacked the
3: riding lizard. Okay, number two. I rolled a 19 to hit. Oh, you hit! Yay!
5: Fucking barely. Hey, I'm just happy that it's magical. Because I don't have any ammunition, so this shit loads itself. So, D10 plus 3.
3: 12 damage. 12? Yes, sir. Fabulous. And then I think I get a second attack. Hang on. Yes, I do, so I'm going to attack it again. All right, go right ahead.
5: And that's a 17 to hit. 17? Yes. You missed.
3: At least I shot him in the face. And then I'm going to proceed to sit there and say...
5: We don't really want to fight, considering we're on a mission for Lord Rakesh. But we will not be strong-armed into just taking some random orders.
0: The leader responds with, These are orders from his son. Dismount your cart. And accompany us. Mean, I'm already out of the cart, but <laughs>
1: no. Oh, well, this doesn't look good for Lord Drakesh's son.
5: Unfortunately, I don't take orders from him. I take my orders from my lord. And Me and him had a small chat before we left, and I have a vague idea of the inner workings of his brain. So no, we won't.
0: Fabulous, fabulous. Next up is going to be Luther.
1: This probably may not go well. The war horse that I'm mounted on, the unholy corpse war horse. Uh, you said he had it by the jaw, like the lower jaw? Yeah, we'll say that. It's going to begin to charge forward, and I'm heading towards the leader. The, the skinny one without the armor and stuff. Um, when it does, the piece that he's holding just tears off with, like, desiccated, rotting flesh. So it's got no bottom jaw. It just pops right off, basically. And I'm gonna try and charge, and I'm not gonna say much else until we hear whatever you want to say next. Okay. He's gonna go ahead and take his attack of opportunity against you. Okay, against me. Gotcha.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Whew. All right, good. So he's gonna go ahead and attack you with his lance. Twenty-two.
1: That does, in fact, hit. Damn it. 13 damage. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm good with that. 13 damage. Is that it? Mm Mm-hmm. Sweet. So, yeah, I'm going to blaze past him after taking 13 damage. And after 20 feet of straight movement towards a creature, the warhorse can do its trampling charge. So, you've already said she was 40 feet away. And the warhorse has 50 feet of movement. Okay. Uh, So it makes a hoof attack. I'll go ahead and make a roll for that. 13 plus 6, so 19 to hit on the unarmored lady. Hits. Hits, okay. So first that does 2d6 plus 4 plus 1 necrotic damage. Uh, That is going to be a 9 plus 4, so 13 plus 1, 14 damage. uh, 13 bludgeoning damage and 1 necrotic damage.
3: Okie doke.
1: So, 14 total? Yep, 14 total, 1 necrotic, uh, 13 bludgeoning, and now she makes a DC 14 strength saving throw to be knocked prone. Rolled an 8, so it is prone. Fantastic. Because of that, the horse can make another attack with its hooves against it as a bonus action. Fuck, I love mounted combat.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright. Uh, that would be 16 plus 6, so it hits. Yes. Alright, so that's 9 plus 1 necrotic damage, so 10 overall. Okie dokie. Okay, now technically, I can make my attack? They're not seen as an independent mount, correct? Uh, technically it is independent because it is intelligent enough to be, but it does follow orders. Like it is my summons, so it is independent of me, sort of.
0: Because you can technically make an independent mount have its own initiative order.
1: When you're on a mount, they assume your um, initiative. That's just mounted combat rules for, uh, I think, 5th edition.
0: You can either control the mount or allow it to act independently.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, so if I'm letting it act independently, then technically it has its own... Since you're controlling it, it moves as you direct... Are we counting this as one of my actions?
0: It would be your action to initiate that trampling charge...
1: In my head, I, I was assuming it, it does it itself, but that would make it independent, which would mean we would have to roll initiative order for it, which means it would go in a different way.
0: It would have its own turn.
1: Okay, so uh, how about this? Since since that's what I really want to do with it, since I've already done this action, that's done.
0: Yeah. So we'll count it for this turn. Go ahead and roll initiative, Yeah. I'll throw you into the... The tracker for next turn.
1: Okay, and what is its? It's got a plus one. It's got a plus one. Mm -hmm. Okay, because of the decks. Okay, so it's it's same as me then. Oh shit! It's got an eighteen. Awesome. (laughs) All right. This horse is a monster without a jaw, a lower jaw. That is still a monster. Oh, dude! It just did a bunch of damage. These thing, this thing is a big part of my kit. Other than like the armor for the corpse knight. For this
0: round, you controlled it, but after this, you're just letting off the reins, and you're going to go ahead and let it do its own thing and react appropriately.
1: Yeah. Now that I'm close to the leader, who I've just trampled onto the ground, into the ground, literally. I, oh. I like the idea of that 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 sounds good. Okay.
0: It'll have its own turn on next turn, but this used up your turn this time.
1: So, real quick, after that second
0: that you hit him, he's actually going to go ahead and use up one of his spell slots and use Esoteric Revenge. Okay. So we'll let his reaction go off first, because his reaction and you're reacting to his reaction. As a reaction when struck by a melee attack, you spend a spell slot to do 3d6 necrotic damage to oh. the attacker. If the cult leader expends a spell slot second level or higher, it increases by 1d6 for each level above first. Dang. <laughs> so he's going to go ahead and use up a third level spell. So that's going to end up being 5d6.
1: Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> All right, go for it, man. And this is, I don't even have to, like, do I roll a saving throw or anything, or is it just straight through? Straight through. Jesus. change my mind, guys. I want to take that whole turn back and run away. Oof. 25. 25. Ow.
3: <laughs>
1: and that was to your warhorse. Oh, to the warhorse. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he's fine. He's good. <laughs> that's what stepped
0: on him. Shit, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so you really don't get a reaction to that, do you? Because it wasn't attacking you, it was attacking the war horse?
1: Uh, no, it's still within five feet of me. I do get a reaction to it. Okay, that's cool. It's any spell cast within five feet of me. It doesn't specifically have to target me. That's why I love Mage Slayer. No, you're fine. If that is 25 damage to the horse, we're good there. It's still alive, and I rolled a 13 to hit them back, is all. miss miss thought so okay that's my reaction down too so all right next up is
0: going to be the main coon
3: so this
4: sizable black cat is going to kind of rustle something out of the wagon and drag it over to me and just kind of climb up onto my shoulders
0: is that all it's gonna do uh, that is all that is going to do. Fantastic.
3: God, your horse is not more important than
1: my cat. Hey, you hurt his undead feelings. I'm expecting an
3: apology after this fight. They're
1: equals. You're going to find out how equal when I trample them.
3: <laughs> You're going to find out how equal when. <laughs>
0: oh, you bet your
3: ass. Okay. I am down for some slow. What? It's the cult leader's turn.
0: Alright, so he is going to go ahead and... Yes, he's gonna straight up...
1: Just dimension door. Next to me? Right in front of your face? Fuck my... Well, Gonna drop about eight feet then, but otherwise, (laughs) otherwise, holy shit, that's this really sucks. I didn't know these dudes could spell cast.
0: The cult leader right in front of you, just dimension doors.
3: Can he cast that while he's on the ground? I don't see why not. Does anyone have a reason why he couldn't?
1: Never even thought about casting dimension door while laying on the ground like prone. No, if you're prone but not unconscious, you don't have to stand up
4: to cast your spells.
1: That's, That's completely fair. Your motion,
4: like your movement speed is still restricted. Oh, interesting. That's fair. Well, like imagine, you know, getting up
1: and walking versus crawling is the same movement speed. Let me ask you this, does Dimension Door allow an opportunity attack, not mine but the horse's?
3: I will allow a
0: reaction to that. Yes.
1: Okay. Another unholy hooves to this fucker's back right before he disappears. I get I guess mounts like creatures have reactions, right? That's not weird, is it? Because he has his own initiative count. Yes. Sweet.
4: My cat would have a reaction, but the reaction can't be
1: attack. 17 to hit. I think that does hit.
0: 17 hits.
1: That's uh, 16 damage. One of those pieces of damage is necrotic. Got a 5 and a 6 plus 4. Very nice. This horse is MVP right now. So he disappears
0: and reappears on the other side of the, the skiff. Back another 40 feet from the skiff, and uses his move action to stand up at that point. He just, poof, and disappears and stands up on the other side.
1: Well, he takes a hoof to the back in the process, which I'm, I'm proud of. That
0: horse is gross. I love
1: it. It's great. Other than this, I don't get much until I'm much higher level, So, so don't be too scared of this character. Other than the fact that I'm a fighter, and if I get close to somebody, I can take two swings as long as my action... This next turn, somebody is going to get hurt, and it's probably going to be me or the horse.
7: Alrighty, and next up is Bailey, because we're at the end of the turn. Okay, so I assume that since that one guy had hit a riding lizard, they're probably a bit rowdy at this point. So I want to try to like kind of go over and calm them down if they're getting too crazy. Yeah, go ahead and roll a,
2: um
0: Animal Handling. But you're gonna get, go ahead and get a plus two because you guys actually have a shared language. I, I looked on your sheet and I saw you had a Nagani as a language. So go ahead and roll that with an additional plus two on top of whatever you already get.
7: Alright. That's a twenty-one. Alrighty, fantastic. You're
0: able to keep them under control. And Next up is number three. Number three was asleep. No one's actively tried to wake him up yet. Does he get a save on this again or no?
3: No, there's no
4: save. It's uh, one minute or somebody wakes him up. Sleep is an amazing spell.
0: Number three is still asleep. Burns a turn. Gets rid of one more turn of sleep. Done. Warhorse.
1: This is not going to go well, but I will, I will have it charge at number one then, right back to the cart. That dude is definitely within my range. And I'm sure, he, with all that armor on, I'm sure he's got more than 14... St- I'm sure he can make a DC 14 strength saving throw. One would hope. Yeah, Trampling Stars, towards number one, I made a roll. It is a uh,
3: 14
1: plus 6.
0: A dirty 20 hits.
1: Oh, thank God. I thought for sure I'd miss. Okay, so if that hits, first I'm going to hit it with... Uh, the 2d6, and then you can make your strength saving throw. Uh, that's going to be 11 damage, 1 point of necrotic damage. So the 12 total? 11 total, 1 point of that is necrotic. I'll always give you the full number from here on in.
0: No, Yeah, yeah, just need the, the full number. There's no special resistances or anything right now.
1: Okay. Um, and then um, he needs to make that dc14 strength saving throw. Or be knocked prone. Dirty 20. He got a dirty 20. Bastard. All right. So he's still standing. He's oof. all right. No bonus action from the horse then. So I'm, I'm just cantering around. I, effectively, I'm near him now because the horse, it doesn't say it rolls through him or goes further. So. Oh, and just because it's a thing, um, wherever this horse is running, it's leaving unholy traces. So if anybody uses divine sense, those those little traces of horse hooves are desecrated land. It's just, like, flavor text on the thing. It's something it can do, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't do anything, but I think it sounds neat.
4: It just passively desecrates the land. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: an unholy-ass undead warhorse. Yeah, it desecrates mm-hmm. the land it steps upon. It's dope. <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: It's okay. I'm an agnostic wizard.
7: Like, the gods are there, but, like... <laughs> they really do. Prior is definitely, like, not 100% okay with the Desecrated Land, but he really hasn't just said anything about it out loud.
1: That would be the end of the horse's turn, by the
2: way.
0: Yeah. So he's got to go ahead and take that moonbeam damage again. Oh,
1: shit. He gets to go now.
2: That's 2d10 on a, on a failed con save. Successful is half that.
3: Okay. Con save of DC, what, 13, 15. 15? He got a 16. And that's a 13 in particular in damage, so take 7. All right. He's still going to go ahead and use his lance, and he's going to stab your horse. What a
0: bitch. With a multi-attack.
3: Okay. (laughs) He can
1: multi-attack the horse all he wants. Prepare for this horse to die, and I have to jump off.
3: Uh, 13. Uh, that is the armor class of the horse. It has a 13. Okay. So, it will go ahead and roll its
0: second
1: attack real quick. That's gonna be a 25. Yeah, that absolutely knocks the crap out of this horse. 18. 18. Oh yeah, uh, the horse uh, in in like this ga- like this ghostly uh, whinny. You just hear like a like a neighing, and then it just kind of poofs into uh, like green necrotic smoke and disappears.
0: Um, all right, let's go ahead and have you roll a dexterity saving throw. See if you land on your feet or on your butt.
1: Yeah, boy, let's do it. All right, uh, booty, 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 booty. Um, uh, a dex saving throw is okay-ish. I do. I got an 11. I just saved. Landed on my feet in front of this dude. And luckily he took both of his swings at the horse. Whew. Hey, it only had 5 HP left because it has a base of 30 HP and that other dude did 25. No, <laughs> That's a good little buffer though. If they attack the horse, which they kind of have to, he does a ton of damage. But he's super easy to get rid of. Wait until I get a corpse squire.
0: <laughs> Alright, it is now uh, Zeno's turn. Love, DOS. Thank you. Love, DOS. Uh, <laughs>
6: well,
0: no Come on, Windows DOS. Come on, DDoS. Come on, DDoS.
6: <laughs> so, uh,
4: I guess my first question is, am I on the same side of the
0: cart as Boss Lady? She's behind you? You either got out on the left or the right, and you never determined whether you were left or right, or front or back, or middle.
4: Uh, I I guess my
3: head cannon had me towards the front of the
0: skiff. Yeah. Okay. Then, if you're towards the front of the skiff, she is a good a good forty feet away from you.
4: Okay. Cool. That's not the problem.
0: Okay. How far away is sleeping dude though? Sleeping dude. Did you get out on the left or the right? The right. Okay. The right would put you on the side with Sleeping Dude.
4: Oh, cool. So, like, how close am I to him? Ten feet. Oh, beautiful. So, I'm gonna walk up, and I'm gonna grab the manacles that, you know, my fluffy kitty buddy grabbed. And, uh, (laughs) I'm going to go to put manacles on this sleeping fucker.
0: Fabulous.
1: This is great! That's full-on incapacitated. They're, like
0: he is now manacled. I'm going to take a deep breath and just kind of out to
4: everybody as I'm flipping the key into Fluffy Kitty's mouth.
3: Nobody hurts
1: him. I mean even if they do if I I'm assuming it's a familiar so even if they do it just disappears now. I wasn't talking key. about Fluffy Kitty. Oh.
4: <laughs> I was talking about him.
0: Number three. Miss Stormbreaker, you've really
4: wandered off with idiots this time. Or at least idiot. Um, and then I'm going to give Kitty some scourches on the ear. And as a
3: bonus action, cast Dragon Breath. What's Dragon Breath do? Uh, um, oh, shit. I didn't
1: think of that far. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. <laughs>
3: just, oh.
1: do it. I just burn you to death. That's all. Don't don't ask questions. Let's see. Also, as soon as you fall asleep, like I'm killing that. Cat. Acid breath from the cat sounds really cool right now. Never mind. Not going anywhere near said cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Like I'm holding like a ha- Scotch bonnet
4: pepper to its mouth as it's nibbling on it casting this spell Uh, but that will be my turn Um, manacling number three and giving my fluffy boy
0: fucking acid spit alrighty next up is gonna be Chris Dare.
2: alrighty then so one hasn't moved so Moonbeam is still on top of number one so, three is now basically out of commission. Is two closer to me or is the leader closer
3: to me? Two. Two is close to me. Is two within melee range? No. He's 20 feet away.
2: I am going to
3: activate
2: Dari form as a bonus action. I can expend a use of my wild chip feature to take on a starry form rather than transforming into a beast. And I am going the Constellation of the Archer. When you activate this form, and as a bonus action on your subsequent turns, while it lasts, you make a ranged spell attack. On a hit, the attack deals radiant damage equal to 1d8 plus my wisdom
3: modifier. Cool. So... Constellation of the Archer is now in play. Okay. And two is the target. And this is a bonus action. He was blind. so I have advantage? Yes. That is going to be a 19. 19 to hit. You hit. Alright then. Rolling a d8 plus four. That's six damage. And that was a bonus. Okay. Now my action. Guiding Bolt at first level.
0: Uh, Number one or number two?
3: The one who attacked the lizards. Number two. That's a dirty 20. Yeah, hits. That's 15 damage. Radiant. And
2: I believe, if I remember correctly, Guiding Bolt gives advantage on next attack.
0: Yeah, but you already have advantage because he's blind.
2: All right. Next up in
0: the initiative is oh number two. Now, with your blinder, deaf, it had a Constitution save, right? Correct. DC thirteen.
3: Correct. Yeah, crit fail. Yay! Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do.
0: made a ranged attack on this guy. Yes?
2: Both were ranged attacks. The archer and guiding bolt. So he's
0: just going to wildly swing his lance as if someone's right there. And just.
1: forgot he was blinded. Does that use his reaction? Alright, I'm No, that's his action. Oh, God! As a reaction,
0: can he rub his eyes to try to rub out the blind? That was his reaction last time. (laughs) (laughs) My eyes, I cannot see. And then he poked himself in the eye, which is what caused him to get a crit fail on this last one. Mm
3: -hmm. Oh,
4: nice. As someone who has lost his eyesight temporarily, I
0: understand this man's panic. So, now it is up to
6: Lila. Quick, kind of general recap on the location of everybody, principally in terms of are any two of the, the smegheads like in a line, perchance?
0: No, no, they are not.
3: Smegheads? <laughs> Damn it.
6: They're not in a line. Uh, something tells me you're doing that deliberately. But that's just me. Maybe I'll do it.
3: Focus on the mage. <clears throat> Had you done
0: it last turn? Yes, there would have been two.
6: Last turn, how were... I
0: don't know. Last turn, number two, and the, um... Now they weren't adjacent, but they were in a straight line. Number two and the cult leader were. Oh. But you blinded, so you're good.
6: Yeah, fair.
0: Uh, blind everybody, it's fine.
6: I mean, I could, you know, I could just keep going down the line and just, you know, blind all the fuckers, but... Part of me also feels rage at the smeghead that, like, killed the the cool-looking horse fucker. And, like, I just want to, like,
1: blast him. Don't even worry about the <laughs> horse, alright? Uh, if you can hit the mage, do it. The one that I charged down.
6: Oh, the Dimension Door smeghead?
1: Yeah, if you can get that one. If you can.
6: Fuck it, let's do this shit. Now, I'm in the cart still. Hiding between barrels. But before I cast something, I can use my bonus action to cause wind that allows flight up to 10 feet without provoking opportunity attacks. So I basically just float out of the cart within the ability to smack this mag head in the face with a lightning bolt. Doop doop doop. It's a hundred foot long and five foot wide. Blast for me in direction at the Smeghead. He'll make a death saving throw. He'll take uh, a whole bunch of lightning damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. And the reason I got my ass out of the cart is because it would have set on fire if I didn't. Oh, and I'm totally using Fury on the small on this bo- bugger because he's definitely bigger than me, right? I mean, everything is bigger. Yes. yes. Medium.
4: This is how she gets every time she sleeps in a rib cage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just That's a pyromaniac? Bad. Fantastic. Okay.
0: You said a lightning bolt with a dex saving throw, yes?
1: Yes.
6: Fail. Oops, did he? I do a total of 8d6 lightning damage to this one, So let's do this. Okay, so I only do 30 damage.
0: Alright, so minus 15. Got it. Because two of those
3: fuckers ended up being ones, which sucks.
0: Yeah, it also happens when uh, they've got resistance to lightning.
3: What? You're nugget.
6: I didn't read that until
0: after.
1: I'd already picked it and said, this is what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, even better. You'll be alright. Keep piling on the damage to that mage. That's the one I'm most worried about.
3: Well, I'd be
6: okay, though. Now I'm regretting, my first instinct was to cast False Life and, like, give myself an HP booster from the, out the gate. But no, I was like, man, he's going after the lizards. We can't have the lizards go down, so I'm like, blind that fucker. And then I didn't even realize I could've, like, smash that fucker, and then fucker two, eh, 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 I I don't know.
0: And probably the lizards, because it's a ten-foot-wide lightning bolt. You would hit both lizards, all eight lizards on the way down. We're doing
1: alright for the moment, so we'll see how this goes. Well, technically,
6: I could have used careful spell and avoided hitting the lizards. Some of them. Only up to three of them. Fair. Fair point.
0: Alright, so next up is uh, Leon. The Unlight Hammer.
5: Another shot.
3: Is number two still up? Two still up. I'm going to take another shot at him. All right. 17.
5: Does not hit. God damn these freaking heavy ass bitches. All right, second shot. Yeah, that ain't hitting. That's a 15. Swinging and a miss. Any bonus actions? No, not really.
1: All righty. Next up is going to be Luther. All right. Uh, I was next to number one, right? Correct. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and pop my bonus action for second wind. So I'm going to take a second wind, 1d10 plus 5. That's 15 health back to me. So I'm back to full health personally. Then I'm going to take my regular action. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take my corpse battle axe and take two swings at number 1. Oh, that's horrible. That's a uh, 7, 1 plus 6. Miss. So 13 to hit, I'm going to guess that misses That's a miss. That's fine. I'm going to pop my um, action surge and do that once per short rest. And you might not like this. Luther's going to go ahead and put his hand out to the side. And I am going to go ahead and use that action to re-summon my corpse steed. It's only an action? It's only an action. It comes back at full health. I can summon it over and over again. (sighs) That one kind of startled me too. I started reading it after he downed the horse. And I'm like, I wonder when I can re-summon that. Does it take eight out? Nope. Action. I mean, you really wanted that pony, man. Like,
6: really wanted that.
1: I can just keep re-summoning it. It's a, thir- it's basically a thirty HP warhorse. Meat shield. Now, would you like me to roll a new initiative for it, or are we keeping its old initiative? It'll need a new initiative. Okay. All right. So, and it's got a plus one. Uh, it got a thirteen.
6: So he literally goes right before me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that horse just appeared. Like you hear, you hear a, uh, you hear another like a uh, uh, like a ghostly horse. Like you know hoof prints running, and it just kind of charges in and appears and comes to a full stop next to where my hand is, and I've just got my hand on its side again. So it pops back out. All righty, that works for me, and that's all you're gonna do, right? That's all I can do. That was my bonus action and two actions, with, uh, and I used up Second Wind and Action Surge for the turn. righty, Mr. Maine Coon! So, how
4: far away is the boss lady?
0: The boss lady is... The other side of the of the sim, right? 30 feet away from the other side of the cart, so 60 feet from
4: Okay. So, uh, looking. Okay. <clears throat> 40 feet of movement. Can the cat kind of jump from my shoulder to the skiff across, and at least get to the other side
0: this round? Uh, It's got a 40 foot movement, you said? Yes. It can get to the full back of the cart. Oh, okay, but it's still, but the and the enemy's thirty feet away at that point. Okay,
4: the enemy's thirty feet away, and that probably exhausts my movement. Let me just super double check something, and then I can move on. That ends his turn.
1: Fabulous, lovely doing business with you. Hey, you know, can't always put everybody to sleep for everybody. <laughs> How about a good old flame strike for everybody?
3: I don't have flame strike. No, no. Oh, no. She does. Oh.
0: That hits everybody? A 10 foot radius, 40 foot high cylinder on a point within range of 60 feet. So Luther will not
1: be hit. That's unfortunate. I'm the one that can probably take that hit. (laughs) However, Chris where they're targeting is the
0: middle of the skiff. Oh,
3: shit. Oh,
0: bollocks. Will this man- wake up the manacled fucktard? <laughs> oh, no, it's it's only 10-foot radius, so no. They're centering it right in the middle of the skiff. So it hits Lila, it hits Chris Dare, and it hit Doss. Each creature must make a dexterity saving throw, taking 4d6 fire damage and 4d6 radiant damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one, and this is a DC
1: 16. I really wanted it to hit me just so I could say that the horse did a backflip if it saved.
3: Eighteen. Seventeen. Okay, okay. Are we going to have a triple threat here, y'all? What is with these rolls, guys?
1: Dang. Got them wisdom saving throws.
0: It's the cheese dice, man. It's a dexterity saving throw against his wisdom.
1: Oh, okay. My bad. They just rolled
0: like a boss on dex. I got a 14
6: plus 2 is 16.
4: Love Doss is surprisingly dexterous.
1: <laughs> just in case of moments like this. Because <laughs> you said I had to beat a 17? You have to beat a 16.
6: Oh. Oh, so I got 16.
1: She matched it, so that's a win. Uh-huh. So all of you take 15 damage.
6: Woo.
3: Yeah, she would have dealt out 30 damage to each of you. Otherwise. And I know the Squishy Wizard is squishy. The
0: Squishy Wizard? So who all did that hit? The Squishy fucking Wizard
4: um, who hasn't Mage Armored?
0: That hit Chris Stare. That hit um, Lila. And that hit that whole half of the cart. So you were on the on the left half over
1: with luther okay barely missed you but just i just want to confirm real quick the only people that were enemies that we're against that are able to like really move around and stop us from doing anything is number one and the mage right yes so we can we can effectively run yes with the cart even though it's on fire the cart does not light on fire. Oh, thank God.
0: I checked the spell. It does not say anything about lighting inanimate objects on fire.
7: Next up is going to be... Pryor. Pryor will call out to the group. Reapers, we gotta get out of here. I don't know how much more these lizards can take. And then he's gonna use his bonus action to pull the lance blocking the way out of the ground. I'll use his action to balm of peace as he runs by the injured lizard for 2d6 healing. So, six health total. Which also would not provoke attack of opportunity from number two. And then I'll use the rest of my movement to run back towards the skiff and try to take up the reins.
0: Alright, sounds like a good plan. So, next up is going to be... Number three, who is asleep unmanacled. I'm just going to take them out of the combat. They're effectively removed anyway. Yeah. If they wake up, they'll get a new role, It's fine.
1: Even then, they're manacled. They're still technically incapacitated.
3: Huh? Hey, I do what I do.
1: It was really smart. It was a really good play. I, I've seen people put to sleep before. I've never seen them personally, like in game, manacled or, or taken out of action like that. Typically, somebody just wakes them up or hits them, and bam, over.
0: Yeah, but no one's within. No one's close enough to them. I do mean to
4: brag, but uh, you guys. Supposed to be some sort of big bad mercenary group, and uh, it took me two turns to take care of one. What are you guys doing,
1: bro? How much damage did I deal to that mage? Uh, I didn't have to deal damage. You're getting stabbed. I mean, there's like, I'm, I'm stabbing you. You're getting
5: stabbed. You know this, right? It'd be so much easier if we all just had spells like you.
4: The enemies are confused because they're like, what the fuck? These guys are arguing
1: while they're fighting. <laughs> We don't even know each other. I'm, I'm <laughs> no. Here's a better plan. Let's just go now. Yeah, we should consider just getting out of here. This ain't combat we want. And we have a job to do, so we can just get up out of here. They're not going to catch us once we're on our skiff. They've left their horses and all that stuff. I understand your point, but I do not want to leave my manacles behind. We, I'll buy you new manacles. I'll 100% buy you new manacles.
4: I, I like that idea and I would appreciate new manacles also,
1: but we could just tie him. Oh yeah, we could just tie him to the back of the well, somebody's gonna have to do an action to do that. If you want those if you just wanna drag him behind us, like I'm I'm down, but Like yeah, no totally brought up. Oh in the middle of con- we're just like free yeah. free to <laughs> I like, to like no like we've been bantering back and forth.
3: Everyone, get your ass on the skiff.
1: And dragging the guy. <laughs> I got some rope. I can get I that done in a. Rope. I don't. Have... I got uh, some rope. I've got, I've got lots of ropes. rope. I want I... his armor, anyways. I know you have rope, Miss Stormbreaker. Lots of rope. Like hundred feet of rope. I got like fifty feet of rope on me. I can easily tie this guy up, and we can drag him along.
7: Please, Pryor will impatiently huff and toss Love rope and say, "Hurry up and get it done." Right,
1: bet. But his armor's going to be kind of scuffy. Eh, it's sand. I mean, he'll he'll get, like, really bad sand burn, but otherwise... We
6: just have to outrun, you know, those other fuckers.
1: The blind fucker, and the,
6: the other fucker. I'll
1: do, do wings. Yeah, literally the only guy that could even begin to chase us is number one. Uh, the, and the bitch. Oh, yeah, but she already used... She's used up a couple spells already. Like, some decent ones so far. I mean, she's used up a couple spells. <laughs> She's used dimension door.
3: Yeah, but
1: we don't know if she can use it again. I have no idea. We
0: can fight that in route. Chris Stair, go ahead and do your damage
2: for Moonbeam. Did they pass the con save, or did they fail the con?
3: It was fifteen. Yes. Today it failed. That's ten damage.
1: Chris Stare's still on the uh, the skiff, right?
2: Right.
3: The
0: only one off of it is you and um...
3: I'm off the skiff. You got off? I thought you got up not off. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I I guess I got up like, cause let me see. I flew
6: so that I wouldn't hit the skiff, but I guess you popped up and you went right back down.
3: Uh, okay. Yeah, that's I totally imagined. what I did.
0: Yeah, maybe landing on top of the barrels this time, so you don't have to worry about it again. But Kitty's on the car- on the skiff. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Leon ever
1: saying he got off the skiff. He's just been firing ranged attacks. Effectively, me and the wizard need to get back on the skiff if we want to leg it. Uh, the wizard and you need to get back on your horse. Well, I can get on the skiff or the horse. I can resummon the horse at any point. Right. Let me ask you this: uh, overall. Would the skiff be slightly faster or would me on the horse be faster? They're equivalent. They're equivalent. It'd be the same. Okay. Yes. Especially,
6: Especially. if you're hauling ass. Okay. Good question. Would my gust help us in that regard of busting more booty? No. No.
0: Not. it would. You could use it, in theory, to obscure view, but that would be about all you got. I like that. Next up is number one. Number one is going to uh, now multi-attack
1: against um, uh, Luther. That would be a 25 to hit. To, to me or the horse? You. You dirty bastard. <laughs> you figured it out, haven't you? You can't get rid of the horse, so you're going to get rid of me. Yes, of course that hits. I got an 18 armor. All right. And second one is a 16, so the only one of them hits. Mm-hmm. Or 18 damage. It gives me a good crack in the armor there. Whew. I'm glad that I used that uh, second wind. I wasn't, I wasn't like super low or anything, but that would have brought me down a little
3: bit. Next up is going to be Love Doss. Love Doss is
4: going to, I mean, get on the scoop. I imagine I can start
0: tying this dude up, but I'm not gonna finish until the end of next turn. So it'll be the rest of this the rest of this turn and and all of your next turn and then he'll be done.
3: You'll be ready to go. Yes. Alright. And I'll be back on the skiff and life is fine. Uh, I
4: would like to I would like to make note that I am starting
1: by tying to the skiff. If you've already gotten the rope over there and everything um, if you have any movement left i imagine if you get on the skiff i can finish tying him real quick i mean that's doable should just take me in action he's doing both he's getting on
0: and then he's gonna tie it while he's standing oh, on the skiff. oh he's the finishing turn.
1: tying it up on the skiff yes all right well i'm right next to the skiff i can finish tying it for you that way we don't have to wait until next turn we're on opposite sides oh fuck all right never mind then you do your thing. I'm, I'm taking this horse, and we going. Yep, we <laughs> rolling. We gotta wait. We gotta wait. We just have to wait until the end of my next turn,
0: guys. Which means everyone gets a turn before you go. All right, Chris
3: Dare. Chris Dare is going to summon Fay. Okay. So
2: I am going to call fuming. And as I call fuming, the fey has advantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of this turn. And the fey is going to appear right next to one. And the fey is going to use multi-attack with a short sword. It uses my spell attack modifier to hit. That's a dirty 20 for the first attack.
3: Hits. That's a 21 for the second attack. Good deal. Hits. Both hits. It is
2: 1d6 plus 3, plus the spell level's piercing damage, plus 1d6 for each hit.
3: Okay. All I need is a number. That's 14 for the first. Okay. 14 for the second. This guy's not doing great. At this point, Christera
2: is going to move to the back of the skiff. And going to end there. Now it
0: is number two's turn. You see 13, not blind. Motherfuck. After this turn, it's not blind, but it's just going to move and get out of the way. It knows that everyone was to the front, so it's going to just run to its right, which is your left, and move 30 feet that
1: way. It also heard you talking about running, and it is in front of you. It was blindness-deafness, so it was deafened as well. It can't hear us talking. No, blind or deaf. It's either. Oh! Oh, okay, my bad, my bad.
0: Yes, blindness-deafness is a one or the other. He gets over there, he stops, and then he looks and he sees the the battlefield at this point, trying to assess his next turn.
1: Oh, okay, I see. He ran while he was blinded. Yeah, he ran blinded, and then he's like...
0: Oh, that's what it looked like. <laughs> now he's a good tw- still a good 20 feet from you because he only moved laterally.
1: Next up is going to be Corpseed.
3: He's noble
1: The horse um, can understand my la- me specifically, uh, so it has heard what we're doing. I don't know how you want to play that, but I'll say it holds its action until I mount it. So it's just sitting there
0: at the ready to, to run because it understood what you were saying.
1: Yes, that's, that's, my, that's my thing. Again, it's, it's, an, it's intelligence. It's got an intelligence of uh, 10. So I assume it knows what to do in this kind of situation. So I'll say it holds an action.
0: Yeah, it understands the languages of the writer. So a, if you understand common and all these guys are speaking common, it understands even all of that. So it knows what's going on 100% understands the language of the writer which means if you understand
1: common it understands common oh i read that wrong so yeah it understands common and dorvish okay i read that completely differently yeah i i see what you're saying gotcha so so this is mr ed here in a minute when i give it the ability to talk exactly <laughs> and but only speaks dorvish because that's that's more fun he only will speak dorvish just to mess with people absolutely i'm into this He can speak common. He just chooses not to. just doesn't
3: do it. Yeah. Alright, next up is going to be Lila. One question. I think I remember, but I don't know if
6: I remember correctly. How many feet away is Big Bad? 60. Unfortunately, they're just a bit out of range for me to... Thunder wave their ass, but I'm going to Distance Spell Blindness, so I'm going to double its range so it's 60 feet, and the chest to make a con save.
0: It made a 13. Bollocks. So, it's good to go.
6: Uh, bonus
0: action, hide. <laughs> <laughs> Goes 3, 2, and drop between the barrels. Alright, you broke line of sight. You're good. Alright, next up is going to B Leon. So who's up and who's down at the moment? Three is actively being tied to the cart. Two is out of being in front of the way. Cult leader is in the back behind you guys. Therefore riding lizards are in front of you, so you're gonna run over them. And everyone else is off to the left or is off to the left hand side of the cart.
4: In the skiff, but attempting to tie this knot to the back.
7: Cryer has a skiff ready to go. He's just waiting on the word.
5: Yes. So out of number two and the leader, who seems more badly damaged? Technically the leader. I'm assuming it was the leader that was trying to sit there and tell me to get off the thing under the sun's orders. I'm going to shoot him in the face. Okay. That's a 22. It. 13 damage. And then I'm going to take my second shot at him. That's an 18. It. Yay. That's 10 damage, and that's all I got. Okay. I love having endless arcane bullets.
0: All right. Next up is going to be Lululuthar.
1: Okay. Let's see. The horse is right next to me. If I took half my movement to get on it, would I take an opportunity attack? Because I'm not moving out of the space. You're not moving out of the threatened range, no. I'll take half my movement to uh, remount. Because I'm on the horse, I won't need to use the rest of my movement anyways, so... I'm still right next to one, um, so I will... I guess I'll take two swings at him. All right. Keep him
3: occupied. That's a... first one's a miss. That was a 10. Ooh! Crit! 26. Love a crit. Love
1: a crit. First crit of the game. All right. Go ahead and roll your double damage. Okay, so that is going to be uh, 7, 3, 3, 13. 13, 13 damage. Before doubling or after?
0: That's after doubling. Beautiful. Minus 13. Done. Okay. He's still standing. He's fine.
3: Yeah, no, of course.
1: <laughs> so, moving on. You did your two strikes. You hit him. Anything else? That's pretty much all I can do. I don't really have a bonus action I can do, I don't think. I'm trying to think of what kind of like bonus actions there would be that I could maybe do. Next up is the main coon. The fire-breathing main Coon.
4: What is the most fucked up looking enemy? Uh, number one. Okay, within 40 feet?
3: Uh-huh.
4: Shit, I only have to move 25 feet towards him. Uh, I, I, I want to stay like 15 feet away. Okay, you just move to the other side of the cart. Awesome, but still on the cart, that's really cool. And do you know what a cat sounds like when it starts to hack up a hairball? That's the noise we're hearing. Okay, I'm gonna need any creature within a 15-foot cone of where I am aimed at number one to make a dexterity
3: saving throw. Which would be both Luther and Steve, as well. But that's okay.
1: <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> worth it. The horse, the horse might hate you forever, but that's the horse. What's the D- what's the uh, DC on the save? Fourteen? 14? Yeah, no,
0: he fails. He's so dexterous in his heavy armor. Like come on. How much damage does it do? In 3d6 save halves. Okay, uh the horse takes half,
4: I take full damage. Okay, you're gonna go ahead and take nine. Guard number one's gonna go ahead and take nine. And uh, the horse walks away, which is like four points of acid damage. Catched
0: a little bit of acid splatter on this hairball. It was a gooey one. The Knight Command, the commander was just in the way, just, and around it is what got him. Oh,
2: God.
1: (laughs) This is perfect. This is beautiful. All right. Real quick, it was acid. Yes. Does it do anything to my armor, number one's armor? Uh, it doesn't necessarily show any
4: lingering effects, just that it's acid
1: damage. Okay. I didn't know if it was like rust monster levels of acid or something.
4: No special effects, just playing on the acid resistance, if
7: if applicable, or...
1: Oh, dude. It's fine. I've got myself some plate armor I'm gonna... Maybe. We'll see. I, I... With nine points of, you know, a little cat vomit on ya.
4: You walking away with your head held
7: okay? Oh, I'm good. Okay.
1: I'm good to go. I'll press the digitize you later if I have to. Oh dude, it it just adds to the flair of my corpse armor. <laughs> now purple. if anything. If anything. You got your little pock mark, never hurt nobody. Yeah, like some some dude's skull that I have on my shoulder just has like burn marks on him now. I I look at it and I'm like that's kind of
0: awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm into that. All right. Now it is time for the cult leader. Oh shit. Colt leader is going to go ahead and actually cast Banishment on Christair. You have to succeed on a Charisma saving throw, DC 16, or be banished.
2: Okay. We're going to call that a 17.
0: Even with your negative 2, or negative whatever you have.
2: So I have a negative 1 in Charisma, so 16.
0: That's a pass. All right.
3: That was a close
0: one, because otherwise... Chris just would have disappeared. That ends the turn. Next up is number one. Number one is going to take a stabby stab at Luther. First one's a 13. Second one is a crit fail. So no. <laughs> he goes, oh, no, no. but you just wailed on these guys. And he just got acid sprayed. Like he is not doing any much better than he was before.
1: Got acid in his eye or something? Like something messed him up. But maybe I rung his bell with that crit plus the acid. I I don't know. But trust me, if he hit with both of those, I might have been in trouble. Depends on whether one was a crit success
0: or not. Because he's over here using a lance as a bonus act. He just whistles and his lizard starts running, rushing towards him.
1: Fuck! They're well trained lizards, guys. We got to get out of here. You <laughs> does the same and whistles for his. How dare you use
0: our own moves against us? All right, next up is Love Doss. What
4: about three? Because, like, on number three's turn, I want to spit in his mouth.
1: Wait, he's unconscious. That's our buddy. I still want to spit in his mouth.
0: He's asleep I, until
1: further I wouldn't. Down. That might wake him up. Let's just t- finish tying him off and let's, okay. let's roll. They,
4: I will let him sleep. Uh, I finished tying him
1: off so that we can wake him up by dragging him that's going to wake him up good here in a, here in a hot second. Okay, and um,
4: what are we going to do if he starts whistling, guys? And I'm asking this while I'm tying the knots.
1: Between the sand in his mouth, face, and like other unmentionable areas, I don't think he's going to be able to whistle. It's going to hurt a lot being dragged through. If he makes it to the other side, then you can spit in his mouth, but I don't think we have to worry about him whistling. If he does, then I think we get an extra lizard in the long run. But I think we're good on on
4: oh, Okay, but like if can my cat spit
1: in his mouth?
4: And you <laughs> see like a blank look on Leftas's face.
1: We don't have time for this. Finish tying this guy up. I'm already please. <laughs> finished. Go! Okay.
0: Already we come to the end of a turn again, which means it's back to prior.
7: Everyone hunker down. This is gonna be a bumpy ride. Luther, saddle up and cover our rear.
0: And I'm going to let anyone who was already working on a something finish their something. So everyone's going to be able to finish the turn and then prior is going to just go.
1: Yeah. The second, the second prior goes is when that held action from the horse goes off and he dashes immediately. It's going to go Chris there. You get one more turn. Can I run something by you real quick with, uh, with the corpse steed since it is technically just straight, uh, I don't know if that works. I was going to argue about its its trample ability, but I have to, to make an attack for that, so I guess that doesn't work. Never mind, I'm sorry. Yep, you're good. I wanted it to trample one of the lizards on the way out.
0: <laughs> the cart's actually going to take care of both of them. Bet. <laughs> He'll hear a bump,
4: but it'll do it. The lizards run over them. Well, four run over each, and then just the cart, and then this this suit of armor with man meat in it,
1: gets dragged through the guts. Oh. If you're lucky, you get a lizard bone. Maybe he'll get, like, a wishbone lizard bone. You know what I mean? Like, if he breaks off the larger half, maybe he gets to escape, and we let him live later.
2: All right, so, Chris Dare, you get a turn. How close are they behind or in front?
0: Uh, no one's in front. The closest one is 60 feet behind you, and that would be the the leader. The other two are off to the left. One of them is 15 feet away. The other one is 10.
2: Chris Dare looks to Pryor, basically, and says, Consider this payback for the last time. When I say go, you run.
7: Pryor will nod at Chris Stare
2: and say, We will see you in Piscoli. Then Chris Dare jumps off of the skiff and casts Freedom of the Waves. Okay, what does that do? So 120 feet out, 10 feet high. And I can Mm -hmm. form that water into anything. And I'm going to form it into a whirlpool. And I want to know if there's a way I can get the leader and at least one, if not both of the other two, all three in a kind of a diagonal line.
0: What's the distance it's allowed to go?
2: It's 120 feet range. It's 15 foot wide and 10 feet tall. Uh, The only way is... A backwards diagonal
0: starting from the cult leader headed back towards the skiff, and it's going to also impact uh, Luther and the warhorse.
2: I can choose any number of creatures equal to my spellcasting modifier to automatically succeed on the saving throw.
0: So you could, it would work and it would hit all of them. All of your buddies that would be affected are going to be not affected.
2: Considering, you know, they're going it basically when I set it off, they're going to dash out of there. So it would actually put them out of range. It would be like, as the water is hitting, they're running. They're already on the way out. But thankfully,
0: it's a skiff, which the way the skiff was shaped, from what I said last time, it's slightly curved. So it's almost like a pseudo boat.
2: Chris, there's shouts, Mike, one last
1: thing. Luther, get on the damn skiff.
0: Luther, you're 15 feet away on your horse.
1: I'm not super far away. Hold on. I've been waiting all my life to fail at this, this roll. If you let me, I'm going to try and make an athletics uh, check to jump from the horse onto the skiff. And then as I'm jumping, I desummon the horse so he doesn't die.
0: Your DC on that is going to be equal to Chris Dare's saving throw, DC. So it's a 15. So everyone's got to pass a
1: 15. Oh, Shit. I shouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> I shouldn't have even asked for this. Oh, what happens? Oh, thank God. I got a plus six. All right. Athletics, uh, 10 plus six, 16. I just beat it. You barely beat it. Cult leader failed. Number one failed. And number two was far enough away and the water
0: was weak enough by the time it got to him, he succeeded. His. The first two did not. So the only person is 15, 20 feet off to the side. As you guys are get bowing, he's a good... He's going to chase after you. Do, 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 do. And then next up is going to be Lila.
3: Hey.
0: You get one more thing. Two's in range. But you guys are are moving at a good clip. So
3: <laughs>
0: He's a good 40 feet. Because you got 20 feet of cart. And 20 feet behind you is him.
6: Damn. Mm-hmm. So he's too far away for what I want to do. Okay. I suppose I could Distant Blindness again, or I could just Gust behind us. I can't do both, can I, Gust is not bonus. Um, at this point, I'm not going to burn a spell slot, uh, so I'm just going to do Gust. Um, try to, um, obscure our path with it. I'm just causing the air to push the dust and the sand to mirage away the sight of the skiff. Okay,
0: so you're not trying to push him back, you're just trying to get it in the way. Got it. Alright, I'm going to have him roll a Wisdom saving throw to see if he's fooled
6: by. It. Against your...
0: Gust is only a
6: range of 30 feet, and he's 40 feet away, you said? Yeah, but
0: you can. what you're targeting is the sand in between the two of you, so you're fine. And then you just kick up the sand, and now he's got to do Wisdom to see if, to basically see if he's fooled by the illusion. Your DC is a 13, he only got a 10. So he is tricked, he, he reels back, and he's like, whoa, thinking there's a sandstorm coming. And you guys get further and further away. All right, now it is Leon. Anything you want to do?
5: I mean, basically all I can do is take a pot shot. That's about it. You can, you can take a pot shot.
0: Yeah. Uh, take a negative two, because of the sand, it's also obscuring your view.
5: Okay, that's a 17. Is this at the leader or the... No, this is at the uh, number two. Oh, I thought the leader was still within range. No. You're in a chase scene at this
0: point. The only person involved is number two.
5: Well, then I'll take another shot at him.
6: Mm, they're okay. prone. They're, they're way back there now.
5: Yeah, that's not going to hit either.
3: That's a 16. All right. Next up is Luther. I, I didn't pick up my crossbow. I dropped it at the
1: beginning. I never said I picked it up. I didn't pick my fucking crossbow up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I got a
1: crossbow I'm not using. Fear nice to the little goblin. You know. I can't really do anything unless somebody gets close to the skiff. So for now, I'm just going to look at Pryor and be like, what the fuck did he jump off for? I'm pissed off Chris Stair just took a leap
3: off the back.
7: Settling a score. And then Pryor just goes silent and focuses on driving.
3: Mean coon. Okay, so I'm pretty
4: sure Miss Stormbreaker is sitting down by now.
6: I'm wedged in, nice and comfy, in between the barrels. Like I'm just like, yeah, like kicking up my feet.
3: Yeah.
4: Wonderful, wonderful. Jumping into your lap, which um, an acid-covered kitty. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever dealt with and interacted with a Maine Coon to understand how really big they are.
6: (laughs) I mean, considering I'm only three and a half foot tall and like maybe fifty pounds soaking wet.
4: He's twenty-three pounds. He's big. Um, But he jumps into your lap and uses the hide action and to snuggle with
6: you. (laughs) Kitty (laughs) snow
4: And like it it's like a really big weighted blanket.
6: Like but you're used to this guy. He's half the size of me and you know, yeah, he's <laughs> nice, very comfy blanket. Oh yeah, is totally going down for a cat nap with the cat.
4: Like, especially once the cat joins in. It's like, oh Yep, yeah, Uncle
3: Zeno's got me.
4: <laughs> like combat isn't even like
6: done, done, and you and the cat are going to bed. (laughs) It's good enough. I mean, they can't see us. I saw that. (laughs) They think there's a
3: sandstorm. storm, you know. It
6: worked enough. Chris
0: I need you to roll another charisma saving throw. DC 16. They're casting Banishment again. Not even standing up, just whips Banishment right at you.
2: I kind of figured something like that was going to happen. Is that a charisma saving throw?
0: Correct.
3: That's an 11. Awesome. You are banished. Yep. Meanwhile, number one brushes himself off,
0: walks over to the cult leader. The cult leader heals him real quick. As soon as you come back, number two's right there. So, you guys just lost Chris Dare. Chris Stare is behind you guys at an unknown distance. Your characters assume what they assume. But, the sun's coming up at this point. Are you guys going to pull over for the night, or do you guys want to keep going?
1: I think we're going to want distance between us and... I think our characters are going to keep going.
3: Pryor doesn't even say a word. He just keeps driving in silence.